Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 51 of Ride the Pine, a podcast where two friends discuss sports with the side of anxiety and doubt. As always, I'm Dan, and I'm joined by Tom. How are you, man? I am tired, but I'm okay. I'm okay. How are you, Dan? Well, I'm glad we could finally get this recording done. I mean, it's it's been a this crazy week. This week has been interesting. <laughs> it's been to say the least. Uh, I mean, to put it in perspective to all our listeners out there, on Monday I get a text from Tom saying, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. "Hey, the house next door just got struck by lightning." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and is now on fire. No, no, that was yesterday. Oh, that, that was, was yesterday. yesterday. So was the Wednesday. power, the power just went out <clears throat> on Monday, and it, I didn't get it back until late, and then we we, we weren't going to record. And then the second day, you didn't have your headphones. That was the next day we were going to try to record. Then the next one, this tornado warning just literally popped out of nowhere around my house. It was literally out of nowhere. It was a beautiful day. I was outside all day, and then all of a sudden. It just gets black out, and then my phone starts buzzing. Like, uh, go inside. I'm like, what? And then the house next to me got hit with a lightning bolt. It's pretty, pretty gnarly looking shot too. I've never seen a, a house with like a sizzle mark on it. It didn't burn the house, but it has oh, a huge wow. sizzle. <laughs> it's so cool. That's 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 crazy. Yeah, they don't uh, have power still. But they um, they, yeah. they still don't have power. Yeah, no, they it completely fried their entire house. Their whole <laughs> system is completely oh my fried. God. <laughs> It's like, but, uh, hey, how's but, sorry? But hey, it wasn't me, so we're here recording. <laughs> so the first topic I wanted to talk about today was both the news in the NFL and tr- some training camp stuff. Okay. But mostly news. It's actually two separate topics. Oh, okay. The first one is that an attorney in Louisiana has actually filed a lawsuit against the nfl Ooh, for what the nfc title game no call really wait can you wait how, how can you sue oh oh trust me <laughs> when i read this i was like we need to talk about this so because like i wait hold on because this changes the dynamic of sports if you can if this okay i gotta collect my thoughts if this goes to court and the NFL loses because of a missed call. Now, all of a sudden, you can't miss a call anymore because people are going to start suing. Yep. It says right here, uh, according to Bleacher Report, the infamous pass interference that wasn't called in the closing stretch of the L.A. Rams victory over the Saints in the NFC Championship game mm-hmm. will reportedly be examined in court. <laughs> according to Associated Press, a judge in Louisiana ordered three officials from the game and NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell to be questioned under oath at some point in September regarding the no call. Oh, wait a second. The attorney in Louisiana is filed a lawsuit and is seeking $75,000 in damages to be donated to charity. Wait. Mm-hmm. Now I'm I, now I'm even All right, so I thought I was on the right path. I thought you were going to start saying that it was a cheating scandal. But now it's Seventy-five thousand, which is actually nothing for the NFL, uh, to charity. So, what on what grounds is this lawsuit even a thing? He's going to work with the league's attorney to pick an exact day for the depositions. However, the NFL an NFL appeal could at least cancel or at least delay such questioning. So, it it just seems to me like uh, an attorney in Louisiana mm-hmm. basically filed a lawsuit, basically that 
the call wasn't made was was not made on purpose. Okay. And that it changes the, the like like you were saying like a cheating scandal. I think that's right. the way that they're taking it because the ref being you know right there and a no call seemed like the game was fixed, and I think that's where it's oh. coming from. Okay. I wonder if this has a gambling uh, background to it. Like, it might. Because if the guy if the guy's suing for damages, maybe he because it's legalized now in America, you can you can gamble on sport sporting events. So did he gamble? Uh, seventy-five grand, and that cost him. That call cost him that money. Like I'm trying to figure out where they get where where they got that money, that number from. Um, yeah, there's nothing. There's nothing else in the article that states like where else the lawsuit came from. That's all. That's all I could find according to Bleacher Report. Interesting. But when was this it, filed? Does it like when's the date of this article? This article came out on the 29th. So very recently. That's interesting. I I'm I'm curious to see what happens from here. Uh, because like I said, it, think about what happens if, if this lawsuit actually goes to court. Oh God. Yeah. Um, Are you kidding? And, me? and, and they win because now you can, with any, what's the next sport to have a blown call? Like soccer gets blown calls all the time. So I'm surprised it hasn't happened already with soccer, but yeah, that's, that's really interesting. I, I, I'm hoping that more comes out of that. I want to hear more about that. I, I, I think if, if I'm the NFL, um, you're probably gonna fight it because I don't think the person's gonna win, but maybe you don't fight it and you just do the seventy five thousand and it makes you look a little bit better. Yeah. Know, what I, would you What would you do? I think if I'm the NFL, I take the L and just take the seventy five grand. I mean, how much is the NFL worth over like oh, billions and billions, billions and billions of billions. dollars? Se- seventy five grand, grand is like nothing. you uh, you know it's like toilet paper. I mean, yeah, it was, seriously, it, it's I mean, nothing to them. It really it's is. Toilet paper. $75,000 toilet paper sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't it not? Well, what like, is it made of? Like Egyptian cotton or something like that? Like one wipe and you're good. Like it, it's <laughs> it, whatever the material it's made out of, it's like a one wiper. One wipe and you're perfectly clean and you smell like roses. That's what $75,000 toilet paper should be. Oh my God. That sounds glorious. Doesn't it? I'm down. <laughs> Oh my God! On to <laughs> some more. Uh, this is more training camp news. So, like okay. the season actually actually kicks off tonight. Training uh, the oh. first like bits of preseason games start. Tonight. God, that's that came around quick, didn't it? It really did. It really kind of just snuck up on you. I mean, it, it's August first at the time of our recording. Just so, for. Uh, for the listeners that so we're recording on the first of august and just to think that it's already football oh it drives me a little crazy i'm excited but i'm also like okay now the circus starts until february so there are a couple of things i wanted to bring out around training camp the first things first uh aj green uh he in training camp and practice about two weeks ago he actually went up to catch a pass from andy dalton which you probably shouldn't be doing because Andy Dalton's right. a terrible quarterback. Yes. Not um, the best. Not the and best. when he came down, he landed wrong and tore multiple ligaments in his ankle. He okay. is actually yeah. out for six to eight weeks. He's out for the fir- almost two fir- first two months of the season. Ooh. And that's, there's that's no guarantee one. that he might not even be back this season. Really? They're, they're exposed. So what's the injury? Did, it's did you, to tor- torn ligaments in his ankle. Yeah, that's bad. That's a bad one, especially for someone who jumps and runs as their profession. And, piv- and pivots. <laughs> and pivot. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, exactly. 
Yeah, so, it's tough. so I mean, that's going to be a really. I mean, if it was like a hand or things like that, you can like prevent against stuff like that. But it's it. He runs. He pivots. He turns. He's jumping. Yeah. I mean, your your feet are your livelihood for as, as a lower receiver. body injuries with athletes are very very bad. I mean, because if, if you think about it, every athlete has to use their their legs, and especially the wide receivers. Um, or anybody who has a lot of agility in their in their game. I mean, mm-hmm. you need everything working pretty damn perfectly if you're going to be as effective as you can be. And if you're if you're banged up like that, you're right. He might not come back. Even if he does, it's going to have to be a slow recovery. Mm-hmm. And I, that's and that's already it. Already happened. I mean, yep. man, it's the season literally just started. That's devastating. Yep. Uh, the next one I wanted to talk about is uh, Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, he's holding out for a new contract. And apparently, while doing so, he has uh, been in Mexico for the last month and a half. Really? He's literally been in Mexico on the beach, fielding calls from the Cowboys, and basically being like, nope, not good enough, like hanging up with them and back to like just partying in Mexico. Okay. I mean, I guess that's one way to spend your off season. <laughs> pretty much. That that sounds pretty pretty amazing. <laughs> it it kind of does. Just like sitting on the beach. Oh no, I don't like that contract. Uh, next. The, the, that is the man who has all the power right now because yep. the entire NFL is going to want him. So like, if, if it doesn't work out with, with you know the, the Cowboys or whoever it is, um, he could just literally say nope. I want more money. By the way, pass a margarita, please. Thank you, ma'am. <laughs> you know, like, that sounds great. And the last story I have uh, before we go to our second topic is actually regarding Ezekiel Elliott, and it's actually a oh, really boy. good one. It's from back two oh. years ago. Oh, no. Uh, two years ago, Ezek was not good Zeke, so I'm scared. No. Um, the Saints made Michael Thomas the highest-paid wide receiver in NFL history after reaching a five-year one hundred million dollar deal with the Saints. What? Yes. You, really? You heard that correctly. That seems a little much. much. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's just, it's five years. It's not like it's a ten year contract with like ten mil a year. That's five right. years at a hundred mil. That's right. That's a ridiculous amount of money. That's twenty million dollars a year. That's a lot. That's a lot. Uh, are his stats worth it? I guess I don't follow his his career that he, much, so I can't really. He tell was you. one of the top receivers last year, so I I'm okay. not surprised by it. But he it, did is, ha- does this make him the most paid? Yes. S- but, so he's not that though. He's not worth. I don't think he's worth the hundred mil. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. How old is he? Do you know off the top of your head? I'm not. I'm asking you all these questions. But uh, what was the question again? How How old is he? Oh, that is actually a good question. Because uh, if he's if he's like super young, you know, I guess I get it a little bit more. I mean, I still think I I don't know if I can justify twenty six. All right, so he's in his prime, so they pretty much get him for the rest of his prime. So in his three seasons with New Orleans, three hundred and twenty one catches, three thousand seven hundred and eighty seven yards, and twenty three touchdowns. Okay, that's in three years. Okay, I mean that's. Obviously, those are good stats. So it's hard to it's hard to say that like oh he doesn't deserve it at all because that's not what I'm trying to say or allude to. But a hundred million for five years or or twenty million for five years that's that's a lot. 
It's a lot of money. I, I don't like long contracts like this. And and you you and I probably share the same exact um, idea with this. If you sign a player for a long contract and that player gets hurt right away, now what? Now what? Like go go to hockey, right? Well, who's yep. the famous Who's the famous goaltender? Who's the famous goaltender that this happened to? Rick DiPietro from right. the New York Islanders. They signed him to like a 15-year contract. Crazy contract, right? And they, he plays a couple solid seasons, and then he gets hurt. And then for the last 10 years of his career, you're paying a person right. who's not even on your team. So I, especially in football, five years isn't a huge, huge length of time. But in football, five years is risky. And if you're paying him $20 million a year and he gets hurt, oof, you're in trouble. Yeah, no, that that wouldn't be good. On another note, Melvin Gordon of the San Diego Chargers has requested a trade. Okay. As the San Diego Chargers have not agreed to, or the L.A. Chargers, I should say, have not agreed to an extension because he's looking for 10, 10 mil more a year, Gordon is. Okay. Okay, did he give a list of teams or anything like that of who he's interested in going to? Let me see. Because the, the, uh, the Rangers, the Jets have a little bit of money <clears throat> left over. Just saying. Well, Melvin L- Gordon's L- a, a, a running back, and you already have Le'Veon Bell. Oh, we can have another one. That's <laughs> oh, fine. my God. Imagine Bell with <laughs> with Gordon. Yeah, that's probably not going to happen. Bell's going to want every every snap that he can get, I think. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, not sh- I'm not sure whether or not Bell's going to fit in New York or not. To be honest with you, let me see. Yeah, he's come. Uh, Gordon's coming off the best year of his career. Uh, he only missed four games due to injury, but still amassed near a thousand yards and ten touchdowns, right, averaging five yards a carry. That's pretty good. And with, caught fifty passes for four ninety and four touchdowns. Oh, okay. And so, how much is he asking for? You said that. I'm sorry. I just so so right now he's slated to make five point six zero five mil next uh, this upcoming season. Okay. And he wants another 10 on top. So he wants about 15 mil. Yep. Give or take. Which, I mean, those numbers, those are good numbers too. 15 mil is a little bit more reasonable. It's a little bit re- reasonable. And if you're if you're going to be like a multi-threat like that, I love multi-threat running backs, ones that can catch as well as run because you can utilize them so many different ways. Um I remember when the, when the Jets were somewhat decent, they had that that whole thing going on. They had one running back who would catch and run. That was with uh, with Sean Green and LT and stuff like that, and th- th- that really does work. So he fifteen mil seems good for for those numbers if he can maintain those. But I I don't blame these NFL players for trying to go after all this money. Like normally I would. I mean we talked about this last week with golf, right? Mm-hmm. But the thing is, like their careers are so short. And if he wants $10 million more because he's a good player and running backs don't really last that long in the NFL, well, I hope he gets it, honestly, as long as he keeps playing well. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, you know, I really agree with you. You know, He's a great player, great young player. He's also the same age as Michael Thomas. Okay. He's 26. And I think he deserves a good contract. Again, I don't know why, why these – a lot of these players are seeing the money that – basketball players are making and thinking that they deserve something similar like that if they're like a star of their team it is a little strange when you put it like that yeah but it's we talked about this it's like it's that personality thing it's me it's not really about the team it's it's i i want to make the money i want to stand out 
I want to be the number one paid player. That means so much to these players in the NFL, doesn't it? Yeah. It's like, it, I want to be like, the number one well, paid. What happened like, to, like, team loyalty? What happened to, like, yeah. winning games? What happened to, like, winning championships? Not, like, being like, oh, I'm a professional athlete. I want to make millions upon millions of dollars while people right. are still food stamps in, in the South. Well, but you know what? I But I get it. Like I said, a lot of these guys come from, from poor families. It's not like golf. Where in golf, you're most likely coming from a fairly wealthy or at least middle class family. In football, a lot of these kids grew up in the slums. They mm -hmm. grew up dirt poor. So when you start making the money, you don't want to stop making the money. Right. So I don't necessarily blame them, but um, it just it seems like it's going it's getting out of control where mm -hmm. everybody's competing for the number one most paid. It's like who the hell cares? You should be judged by. Um, how many championships you've won or have helped your team win? Mm -hmm. Not by how much money you make. I completely but agree. That, that doesn't seem to be the the idea. Of, no, of the ideology players. is that if I make the most money, I'm the best player. When that's clearly not the case. Yeah, exactly. I. I that's not what it's all about. No, it's not. Well, for us, it's not. But I right. guess for some reason we we missed the memo. I guess did right. you get that email? Did I you did get not. the email? I did not. I didn't either. Yeah, I didn't either. So I guess we're gonna just uh, be modest. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Let them let them fight it out for number one paid. But at the end of the day, I don't care how much you're getting paid. That's not how I'm gonna look at how much you're worth. I'm gonna look at if you're gonna be a good player or not. That's why I'm not so sure, certain about Le'Veon Bell. He's a good player, but we'll see how much the greed really got in the way. No, so I I'm, I agree. No. Um. So the last story for the NFL is regarding Ezekiel Elliott in 2017. <sighs> yep. Get ready for this one. This is a I'm, good one. I'm I'm partially ready. I I am scared anytime 2017 and Zeke pops up, it's a little concerning. All right. So there is a man in Texas who is mm -hmm. suing the Dallas Cowboys and has, okay, and, ha and has accused them of covering for Ezekiel Elliott getting into a car crash in 2017 so that he could play in the playoffs. Interesting. According to TMZ Sports, Ronnie Hill is seeking $20 million in damages after claiming the Cowboys conspired with the Frisco Police Department to cover up the severity of the accident to assure that Elliott's health would not be placed into question before playing their playoff game. The crash occurred four days before Dallas took on Green Bay in the divisional round of the playoffs in 2017. Back then, wow. the collision was described as minor, and at the time, Elliot stated, I'm good. I've been in bigger collisions. LOL. <laughs> oh, my God. However, the lawsuit says that the crash was much more severe and that if anyone had actually reported the impact of the accident and had Elliot been examined he would have most likely been placed in concussion protocol and placed out of the playoff game against Green Bay. That's crazy. Is that have, not wild or what? I have I have issues with Zeke, obviously. It seems like trouble seems to follow him around. Uh, but, like, you know, we, we, we just said the other story about him, you know, in, in Mexico and living it up. And, and that's, like, a cool story. And then when you really think about it, you're like, this guy's kind of problematic. And so we'll start with that. Kind of? Is, 
<laughs> yeah, I guess that's uh, under speaking it just a little bit. But, okay. Is it just me, or can you completely see the NFL actually being able to pull this off? Because I can. I have no trouble seeing that. No, if they have, like, police reports, if they have, like, the accident reports and stuff like that, pictures, pictures are going to speak a thousand words. Minor crashes, oop, I kind of bumped you at a red light. Not like right, I, yeah. I rear-ended this guy at, like, 30, 40 miles an hour and probably hit my head on the steering wheel. Right. Yeah, it's not a fender bender. Uh, from, from what the story is apparently saying, it's not a fender bender. This is a, a fatal accident. You know, like, this is a almost fatal accident, Almost I fatal guess. accident, right. But still, like, a much worse accident than everyone seems to be playing off. And if that tweet is accurate, which I assume it is, and he's kind of joking about it, I feel like that's almost one of those situations where, like, the NFL is saying to Zeke, don't worry about it, Zeke. Go play football. We'll take care of it. Like a mob mentality. Nah, I was about to say that to him. Like, that's like something the mafia would do. It's like, oh, don't worry. We'll yeah. clean up your mess. We'll clean it up. You do your thing. You make us money, and we'll 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 make sure th- this doesn't happen. I mean, you got to understand how powerful you know how powerful the NFL is, and especially in Texas, the Cowboys are the number one sports franchise in the world. They took that over. They're the number one. It used to be, I think, one of the soccer teams like Barcelona or something, but it's the Dallas Cowboys now. The most powerful, which means the or the most money, which means the most powerful. So now you have the Cowboys and the NFL, and Zeke, who's had all these problems, but he makes so much money. So mm-hmm. I really don't find this hard to believe at all. Yeah, and and you know I'm not surprised. Goodell is just shady. He I, I've never been a fan of him since day one. I've actually never been a fan of Zeke since day one. I think he was a loudmouth. I thought he had a huge ego. And the oh, first yeah. person I really thought of when I saw Zeke come into league was Randy Moss. Just a loudmouth, just True. brash, just like, I don't give a hell or crap what anyone else thinks. Right. I'm going to do my own thing. If you don't like it, screw you. Right. But he didn't almost kill someone. Right. Or did he? Or did he? I I, I don't think he well, did. I don't, first, I'm trying to remember. First, Zeke but. was a part of that whole scandal with the... Uh, the domestic violence. The domestic abuse, you're right. And he exactly. got suspended for that and the appeal back and forth and back right. and forth. But and anyone, then who had him that... in fin- anyone who had him in fantasy was just like, are you going to play or not? Like, what's happening? Right, yeah. And but then, then he got this. But then he had that huge season where his now all of a sudden his name went from, um, like when you searched on Google, it went from Ezekiel Elliott, uh, the, the assault to almost breaking a record. Because he has such an amazing season. And that that plays a lot. If this is a lesser-known player, you probably don't see this kind of thing happening. But this is with a rising star of the most m- most money-making football team. So why, why would it shock anybody that the NFL would be behind something like that? I mean, that's kind of like what their job is anyway. They're, you know, it's, they're protecting their brand. No, and a- even absolutely. If it's, so now another lawsuit against the NFL. This one is a much bigger one. The game compared to this is nothing. Because if this one goes through, then you have real issues with Could, the NFL. Because that's not just 
from a player standpoint, that's management right. for the Cowboys. That's mm-hmm. Goodell as a commissioner. That could be grounds for impeachment. This it, goes, this goes very far. This goes deep into all sorts of organizations, and who knows what? Even the police department, technically. Oh God! And I'm not yeah. saying, and I'm not saying that it is because I don't have the knowledge if it's really a thing or not, but. I don't think there's going to be many people that are going to be like, oh yeah, the NFL can't pull this off because they certainly can. Like, like what, like what, what if it comes out that the NFL paid off the police department to make it le- less of a big deal than it actually was? Oh, it'd be such a huge story. Oh it'd be my so, god, it'd be so huge. And, and ho- I almost wish that it does happen, so the NFL could be, sh- you know, shaken up a little bit. Because, like, like you said, I- I'm also not a fan of Goodell. Never have been. I don't like the way he treats any situation. It'd be nice to get someone else in there. Not saying that that's going to make much of a difference, to be completely honest. It might be the exact same garbage that we have to go through now. But what's the worst that can happen if you get a little bit, if you get someone new running, running the show? Uh, but yeah, that's that's an interesting story. Uh, try, you know, try to keep an eye on that. If you see anything else coming from that. We should, we should talk about it again on the show because that's one thing that could change. It could change football. <laughs> it, re- it, <laughs> it really, really could. And, and, you know, this is why the, these past couple of days I was so excited to record. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's a that's a monstrous story. That's, Cause that's if, a big one. Because if that actually happens, if that ends up going through, like you said, it's way deeper than just Zeke's problem. It's Jerry Jones's problem. It's the Cowboys as an organization. It's it a could lot. be the police department, Goodell. It yeah. goes yeah. hundreds of different places. There's a lot more to sports and sporting, um, you know, like the, the actual organization of that sporting team than people think. I mean, don't forget, you have to build a stadium, right? So you have to be in touch with the community as well. So it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. And, it, it, and if... If something like this were to happen, it's not really shocking that the police might or they might have friends in the police. I don't want to make this into a conspiracy because it's not really a conspiracy right now, at least. But it, all I'm saying is it's very likely that uh, the NFL does some sort of covering up, especially since it seems that the accident was a lot worse than Zeke and the NFL said it was. Right. Like right, right there alone from the facts, that's a cover up at some extent. No, I completely agree. I think there's some sort of cover up just right off the bat. It it's it has to be that because you can't come off and say that it's minor, but this guy is coming up with a completely different story because he's like, "Hey, my car says otherwise." <laughs> yeah, and and there's also another chance too, by the way, that it's fabricated on his end too. We should at least cover it that could be. and say that, hey, maybe this guy got into a, another accident and is trying to gain clout from the NFL. Hey. I was in that accident. Maybe I can play this off. So right. no one's innocent right now because we don't know anything. That's why it's really important that this gets to court because either way, it's it's going to be very important to see where it goes. There's a part of me that kind of hopes that it was just a scratch because I don't want to believe that the NFL is doing cover-ups because if you do that, then all of a sudden you have to f- ask yourself, what else have they covered up? Absolutely. And that, that might be scary. Oh, might be is an understatement. Um, so well, good th- pickup. Good th- pickup. Good eye you. on that. Thank you. Um, thank you to Bleacher Report. Those were phenomenal articles. I, I was I very excited website. when I saw those come across my, my I love phone. And I was like, They're so good. oh, my God. This is amazing. They're so good. The 
next topic is MLB. I know we don't normally talk MLB, but this I'll talk about. Okay. Well, it is baseball season, so I'll, I'll allow it. Okay. So, I was going to originally save this for the Laugh Addict segment because it is funny. But okay. what happened after this incident is kind of mind-blowing. Okay. So, on July 28th, Trevor Bauer, now former pitcher for the Cleveland Indians. Yeah, I know the story. This is saw great. Saw <laughs> that he was getting pulled. In oh. both anger and frustration, he said, screw it. I'm going to just chuck the ball over the center field wall before Terry Francona gets out there mm-hmm. to take the ball from him. Sources close to the team said that Francona sees Bauer chuck the ball and, and says to him, what the F is wrong with you? <laughs> Bauer which, replies. Which, which, by the way, before you go on, that's a fair question. <laughs> that's a, that is a fair question coming from Terry Francona. Like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> Bauer replies, that's my bad coach. Oh. That's interesting. Didn't expect that. Okay. Francona retorts, you're damn right it is. Go sit on the bench. You're in timeout. <laughs> oh. Oof. I oh, was, no. I was dying when I read this. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my oh, God. This my is bad. God. So you basically see Bauer in there in the bench. He's sitting by himself. And, you know, you think he's going to get fined, which he does, which he did. The next day, they play uh, a game, the Cincinnati Reds against the Pirates. It's a completely different scenario. Yasiel okay. Puig, who's known for getting in tons of fights, he's very yeah. His an- his on the field antics are quite dramatic. Yes. caused a benches clearing brawl. What? No. Between the Pirates and the Reds, Puig got suspended for three games. Another gentleman by the name of Amir Garrick got suspended for eight games. And Keon Ketla or Kella got suspended (laughs) for ten games. Wow! So it was a big fight. Like punches, like like they were like squaring up, like punches thrown. Like it was, it was bad. Like I'll see if I can find the video and send it to you. Yeah, please do. And this happened on Monday night, the day after the Bauer incident. Okay. On Wednesday, this is again why I was excited that we waited till today (laughs) to record. On Wednesday was the trade deadline. Oh yeah, that's right. In a three-team deal, uh-huh. Trevor Bowder and Yasiel Puig were both traded. <laughs> and this is days after these events happen. <sighs> I I can't imagine that that topic of like their attitudes like that hadn't like wasn't a part of the reason, right? Like, it can't be that much of a coincidence that two of these hotheads all of a sudden. Got traded on the same day, right? I don't know. What's so funny, though, is that I read an article from Bleacher Report because he did apologize and was fined. But as of uh, Tuesday, they said, and this is two days after he chucked the ball into the stands, they said it was highly unlikely that Bauer was going to be traded. Oh, And then the next day, and then the next day he got traded. After the incident. Interesting. Well, that, but also... That's very political because that's the way every team always handles that situation where even if they know a player has just been traded, they will still say, listen, we have no inten- uh, no no ambitions. We're, we're not trading anybody. And then like a day later, they're traded. That's just the way it works in sports, I guess. I don't know why, but um, 
that's definitely interesting. Is he's not the one that broke like a TV, is he? Yes, he is. He he is. He's the one that broke like it was. It was like one or two TVs or something. It like was that. both TVs in the dugout. He broke TVs. I. <laughs> that's a good rage. That's a good rage. I like it. Tom, Tom, it's not even the best part. Really. So, you obviously know that you know Bauer was on the Indians and yes. Puig was on the Reds. Yeah. Bauer is now a red. Puig is <laughs> no. now an Indian. <laughs> Are you kidding? Me? Oh, so they were traded for each other straight up? No, so the, it's a three-team trade. Okay. The Reds got uh, Bauer straight up. Uh, Bauer's like like he's an all-star pitcher, 185 strikeouts. Yeah. Yes, nine-eight record. Good he's a really he's a really good player. Um, the Padres just got a minor league prospect from the Reds. Named okay. Taylor Trammell. He's the number 20 league uh, prospect, according to MLB.com. Okay. The Indians got Yasiel Puig, okay. uh, left-hand pitcher Scott Moss from the Reds. Okay. And then from San Diego, the Indians got Fran Mill Reyes, Logan Allen, and Victor Nova. So f- the okay. Indians got five people. The okay, Reds got one, and the Padres got one. Notably, though... The only two that the only two big names there are Puig and and uh, Bauer. I so, just found it hysterical that the two teams that have the issues with each of their players basically swapped good. players. That is good. Now let me. I'm gonna bring up the standings here for a second. So the Reds. All right. So this is interesting. Um, so the Reds are 50 and 56. They're Oof. only believe. Believe it or not, they're only six and a half games out of How? first place because the Cardinals are fifty-seven and fifty, and the Cubs are fifty-seven and fifty, and the Brewers are fifty-seven and fifty-two. So it's not a strong division, or a, a you know part. Of, it's not a strong division there. But on the other hand, the Indians are only two and a half games back of the Twins. So giving up your ace pitcher. Or one of your ace pitchers with only two and a half games back, man, that's that's risky. Is Puig worth that? Because that's they're close. Two and a half games, you're in the playoffs. You can easily be in the playoffs right now. You go on a little hot streak, you're good. And now you just got rid of your best pitcher. I don't know about that trade. What do you think? What do you, what are your thoughts about that trade? You know, in in my honest opinion, I think the um. I think the Indians got fleeced. Even though they got five people, I they, think they yeah. got fleeced. They have to be, right? I mean, the Reds, ba- Bauer is now on the Reds, who are, I mean, they're technically still in the playoffs, but they're probably not going to get to the playoffs. Or, or maybe they maybe they do, because now they have a, one of the best pitchers in baseball. But, I mean, the Indians letting up a, a, a solid ace like that, that seems like a lot. Now, Puig is a good player. He can be, if if he if his mind doesn't get to the best of him, he can definitely be a good player. So, I'm interested to see how he fits on the Indians. Because I think but, what, what, what I'm thinking is, this is the Indians thinking. Um, Carlos Carrasco and Corey Kluber are both on IR. Carrasco is not going to be returning this year. He's got, I think they said he had either leukemia or he had some, I think he's had some kind of cancer from what I remember. Uh, Kluber is going to be back before the playoffs. Okay. So what their thought is, is they're going to end up having Shane Bieber. um, Let's see. Corey Kluber. uh, Mike Clevenger. 
and then uh, Danny Salazar, who just got activated today. Okay. As their top four pitchers. I mean, that's still those are still four really good pitchers. But you could have had Bauer. But you could have had Bauer too, <laughs> and that's what blows my mind. And if that you have you, that, then you're one of the best pitching rotations in baseball. Next <laughs> of next that. to maybe Houston, who just got Zach Greinke. Yeah, which is. That's I don't for, want to talk about that. I, can, I don't want to talk we, about that. Can we not talk about that? That's so upsetting. That's so that upsetting. That is Verlander, Greinke, and Cole on the same team. Those are so three unfair. all-stars. Greinke won on a Cy Young, for God's sakes. It's so, so did unfair. Verlander, and Cole should probably win one this year, most likely. Yeah, I saw his stats recently. I was watching I was watching their game on, on TV. Yeah, he definitely should. <laughs> he definitely should. Um, but, yeah, that's a different story, obviously. But I yeah the Indians I I feel, I personally feel like this is a mistake. I want strong pitching going into the playoffs. I'm a Yankee fan. I saw what happened when you take good bats into the playoffs. Guess what? If those bats are cold, you're out. <laughs> now, Absolutely. if your pitchers, if you have solid pitchers, you're more likely to win. The Red Sox when they won. They had, I mean, they they were just a beast team in general, but their starting pitching was amazing. The Mets, the Mets should have never made it to the World Series, correct? Correct. But they did because they had three of the best pitchers in baseball. That's how they got there, not by their hitting. So uh, Indians, I feel like he got shafted on this one, but we're not pros. So what do we know? (laughs) (laughs) No, and you know, I. I don't think the Indians made the right move here. I think you find them. I think you you bench them for a couple starts, and then you you keep them on the back burner because you had you already know that one of your aces Carrasco isn't done for the year. Why would you then go around and turn turn trade a guy who's nine and eight and has a three seven nine ERA in twenty four games started? The only thing I can imagine is there was locker room issues. Maybe this outburst was like the the final thing. Maybe he's not a, maybe maybe it just didn't fit for him. Maybe he didn't like Cleveland or something. I don't know. There had to be something else there because you don't just let go of, of of solid aces like that. It's so hard to find a pitcher like that that you don't just get rid of them when they when they throw a hissy fit. You just don't. So there's something else there that we don't know about. We might find out later. Uh, but I want to. I'm very interested to see what happens with the Indians. This is. A different situation now. Uh, the Indians had a chance, and they still do. But now you're one less pitcher, and now you have to wait for your stars to get back. And in that time, if you go on a little losing streak, you're out. Yep. It's so tight. You can't go on losing streaks right now. Yankees. Sorry. That <laughs> subliminal. It was just in the back of my head. So my subconscious was just like. I honestly think the a- the AL right now, after, yeah. after these trades that happened at the deadline, yeah, it's down to scary. three teams. But it's a little scary, isn't it? It's a scary. The AL is pretty frightening. They are. It's 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 very frightening. With Minnesota, with Houston, Red Sox, Yankees. Well, Red Sox are maybe unfortunately for you not part of that equation this year. They're just They too, might they might make the wild card. They could, yeah. But they're absolutely not going to win the AL AL No, AL East. There's no not, way. This, this not is with, not the, what twenty the games team. left or twenty two games left or something like something something like that. Yeah, this just this just didn't look like the same Red Sox team. No, this season 
And, and every time they get on a little winning streak, they they lose it right. The Yankee, I mean, the Yankees just got pounded by them, and then they should have used that, or they should use that and go. But they're still, you know, I guess they're warming up a little bit now. But it's it's tough. It's going to be really hard because there's a lot of good teams right now, a lot of good teams. So right now, if the season ended today, mm-hmm. the teams uh, that because they yeah they take the yep. So it'll be it, it would the be the Yankees, Minnesota, and Houston, East, Central, and West. Yep. And Wild card right now would be Cleveland Indians, and then and the it would, it's a tie between Oakland and Tampa for right. the second spot. Right. And so they would do like a playoff because then the Red Sox are only two and a half back in the wild card. Right. Right now, their only shot is to go on a little bit of a run, build a lead in the wild card because you're not catching the Yankees. The Yankees are 10 games up on the Red Sox. And you got, what, 20 something games? So even if the Yankees lose every game the rest of the year, the Red Sox have to win every game the rest of the year. Pretty much, yeah. To have a chance to win the AL East. And the Yankees are cold right now, but I don't, I don't expect the, this to, to to stay cold. Like so, Yankees are not going to lose every game. No team will ever lose the the last. Well, I can't say that. I'm sure it will happen one day. But yeah, it, the Red Sox do have a chance. You're right, but it's it's a slim chance. Very Unless slim. the Indians, maybe this helps you out. Maybe Bauer going away actually helps you out. Yeah. If the Indians start to fall down, you can catch up to the Indians. You're only a few games behind them. Yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. So, so um, baseball is heating up. A lot of is. trades, and there's still going to be. I'm sure there'll still be. Uh, there's always trades that kind of like linger, and you don't hear about them for a little bit. So, by the time we're done recording, you'll probably hear a couple more. But that's uh, this is an exciting time for. This is the exciting time for baseball. This is when it really starts to ma- really matter. Every game now matters more than anything else. Because right now it's. It's basically August and September, and that's it. Yep, that's it. And that's it. games for just just a hypothetical for Boston down the stretch. You got Kansas City. It's a winnable series. Baltimore. It's a win- winnable series. San Diego and Colorado. Winnable series. But you got the they got to face the Yankees. They got to face yep. Minnesota. They yep. got to face Tampa twice. Yep. Yeah. Cleveland. All three of those teams. in Cleveland. Four time, four teams right there. Those are not easy wins. And one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight of those games that I just mentioned are Yankees. In the yeah. last two months, they play the Yankee eight times in the next two months. Granted, granted, right now you want to play the Yankees because you just dest- the Red Sox just destroyed the Yankees the last meeting that they had. I mean, they didn't sweep them, but they should have because man, the Yankees did not come ready to play baseball. The scores were insane. Like I wish there was a mercy rule for the first game. <laughs> like I forgot what the score was. It was like nineteen to six or something no, like that. I'm like, please, uh, nineteen like, to please. three. 19 10 to 5 and 9 to 5. And then we lost yeah. the game four. Right. But I mean, I was like, I was in panic mode. <laughs> I was like, this is terrible. The 19 to 3 was bad. <laughs> was yeah, that bad. was that was a rough game. <laughs> like, that's a mercy rule. Like, if it's 10, if it's 10 or 15 runs, please stop ma- stop letting Just me stop watch it. this. Just stop it. Please stop. <laughs> so we're gonna take our first break. When we come back, we got a couple uh interesting stories to talk about. Um, so you're not going to want to miss that. So stay tuned. Welcome back everybody from our first break. So Tom, I know you're a big soccer guy. I am a big soccer guy, but I know you're not, you're not, 
terribly big into MLS. I I got into it when uh, New York created their second team, NYCFC, and they brought in my my baby from Italy, Andrea Pirlo. I really started following the MLS for a few years there. I did not follow it this season because I forgot. I know this sounds really weird, but I kind of forgot soccer was a thing in this country. So I just didn't watch it. But yeah, I do like MLS. <laughs> That's all I want to So say. it was brought to my attention when I was on vacation um, by my uh, soon-to-be brother-in-law, Nate. Uh, so thank you so much for this story because this is incredible. Thanks, Nate. There is a rivalry out there in California between the LA Galaxy and Los Angeles FC. Oh, known okay. to most people as the uh-huh. the LA Derby. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, a derby in soccer is when the same city, if the same city has two teams uh and they play each other, that's called a derby. So if Milan, AC Milan versus Inter Milan play, that's the Milan Derby kind of thing. So, but to most of the locals out there, it goes by a different name. What does it go by, Dan? Because this is amazing. <laughs> El Trafico. I was thinking when you mentioned this in between the, the segments, I was like, what teams could be El Trafico? But I forgot that they created another Los Angeles team, and it makes perfect sense. <laughs> That's and, a great name. And I said to myself, that can't, that can't be a real rivalry. It oh, can't, of course it, it can. It can't be. And then of I look course. it up, and sure enough, it is. Think of it like this. Have you ever driven through uh, Maryland? Yeah, it's horrible. It's like a it's grid. horrible. It's horrible in the fall when you still have baseball and you have football because you have the two big cities, Baltimore and Washington D.C., and you kind of drive right through both of them. And because of all the people going to the events, the the traffic is just absurd. And the same thing happens with like when the Yankees play and the Mets play at the same time. The city gets a jam, but L.A. is already messed up with traffic. Now you add two two uh, teams, two pretty popular teams at least, in already the congested city. That must be a nightmare, <laughs> like an utter nightmare. And <clears throat> so the original moniker obviously was the L.A. Derby, but they they renamed it El Trafico because L.A. is notoriously known as having the worst traffic, not only in the yep. United States, but in the world. In the world, yeah. And it was serving as a pun to El Clasico. Oh, okay. Okay. I like that. I like that. That's 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 smart. That's a smart little thing to uh get people talking about soccer. And it's kind of funny at the same time. I, I, I'm just saying to myself, who is the genius who came up with that name? <laughs> I guarantee you it was some stoned person at the board meeting. It's like, God, aren't these matchups so bad because of the traffic? It's like El Trafico out there. And then somebody's just like, oh, my God. I just had El an amazing Trafico. idea. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably how it happened. Somebody probably said it jokingly because there's definitely a, there's a large Latino presence in, in L.A. Uh, that's that's great. That's good. And they have good players on those teams, by yeah, the way. Yeah, Zlatan Ibrahimovic being yeah, one of them. Man. Yeah, I mean that's the that's the big guy right now. When when uh, David Villa from Spain came over with Andrea Pirlo and Frank Lampard, and they all joined NYCFC, that was the big thing. But then all of a sudden, Ibrahimovic was like, "Yeah, whatever, I'll go play soccer in the United States. I'm bored," and he did, and went to LA, and then they opened up a new team. So instant rivalry, pretty cool. I like El Trafico. I'm gonna. I'm going to remember that one. So there's another story out there, 
It's in the NFL. I know we're back to the NFL. That's okay. But this one is hysterical. Okay. Steven Jackson, name ring a bell? Yes, of course. Kind of known, you know, big guy. Thought for mm-hmm. a while that he was doping with steroids and things like sure. that. So he's had a lot of drug tests in his life. You would say that, right? I would imagine so, yeah. Big guy. So he signed a one-day contract back about a week or so ago. Okay. So that he could retire with the Rams, which I was like, this that's a great thing. You know, that's where that's he cool. was drafted. That's where he got oh, to start. No. <laughs> okay. Are you ready for this? The uh, NFL. I, I have a feeling, but go ahead. The NFL requested a random drug screen on Steven Jackson before he could sign his one-day contract. <laughs> and? Steven Jackson tweets the following. Oh, no. Dear NFL, oh, no. you can tell Mr. Lombardo that I signed a one-day contract. I will not be reporting today for my random drug test screening. Thanks in advance. Hashtag retirement life emoji with sunglasses. I mean, what? This is what I'm talking about. I hate the NFL so much. They're such a terrible organization. The man just wants to retire. That's all he wants to do. And what does Goodell do? Uh, let's drug test him. For what? So what if he fails? He's leaving tomorrow. <laughs> it's like he's done. He's not even going to play. What's the point of drug testing the guy? That is beyond idiotic. I can't... I. I can't fathom that. <laughs> Why would you do that? First of all, you got to spend money. So they were willing to, even if it's a little bit of money, they were willing to spend money to get this man drug tested again, probably for the 40th time. For what day? Like, he's not, act- does Goodell think he's actually going to practice when you sign a one-day contract? This wasn't not- like it was a one-year contract. It was yeah. one freaking day, 24 yeah. hours. And you're telling you're not- me, you're like, hey, it's a good idea. Let's spend some money and drug test this guy you, on his way are, out the door. You are not going geared up on a one-day contract to go break your neck for nothing. No, it's a symbolic gesture that so you could retire with the team that you find yourself most attached to. Plenty of players do it. No one has ever been drug tested for it. <laughs> On the way out. That's so idiotic. And I love that so much at the same time. So then one proof. of his former teammates, James Laurinaitis, a uh, linebacker, tweets, responds to his tweets saying, bro, for real? <laughs> Steven Jackson's response is, yep, with the laughing, crying laughing emoji. <laughs> it's like, what, you know what would what, really be messed up? Because technically, not reporting to that can get you in trouble with the NFL. It would be really douchey if they fine him oh, for not be, going oh, to the drug so test. Oh, it would be so dumb. It would be so because dumb. Because they technically can. If yeah. he's signing a contract with the NFL, he's signed to the NFL. And if he doesn't sign, show up for that meeting, yeah, he, he could get fined. Potentially. I don't, I don't know what the rules are for that, uh, for missing uh, a drug test. But, um, man, that's just... That's isn't just that, really messed isn't up. Isn't that so crappy? It's so messed up, man. It's like, dude, let the guy now, just freaking retire as a Ram and call it a day. Then he's done. You don't have to worry about him ever again. I guess there's a chance that it was just random. Like, literally, it was Tom. just random. And it, I, Listen, 
benefit of the doubt, right? No. Come on. Come on. Come on. No. There you has can't. to be a chance that they just clicked the button and it landed on this guy. Absolutely he was on the freaking roster. not. You're out of your you're out of your freaking mind. They knew that Please. this guy had a history of the drugs and the steroids and all this other stuff. And you're telling me it's random for a one day contract? I, Get out of here. No come way. On. D- no, not a chance at all. No freaking way. Goodell just be like, let's watch him squirm on the way out. Yeah, I, I know you're joking, but at the same time, you're probably not. That's No, I'm not. Like, like that's what I can see Goodell like being like. It's like, yeah, you wanna you wanna fill your tests all these years? Did he he did he fail the tests? Previously? Yes, a couple times. He did. Yeah. Oh man, that's just I wonder if it was like a joke. Like, the NFL meant for it to be a joke. It's like, ha-ha, hey, welcome back to the NFL. Go get a drug test. Not really. I also don't believe that either. No, <laughs> not at all. Not, not for NFL. one second. Oh, Dan. But, um, but I mean, isn't this isn't this all good stuff? <laughs> this is good. Uh, I like that. It's so good. I, I feel bad for Jackson. That's just foul. Honestly, that's just foul. But I guess what do you expect? From from the NFL, I don't. I guess I don't expect anything anymore. So, the last topic I have before we get to our final thoughts and wrap up is this came across my um, phone on Monday, and it's from Bleacher Report, and okay. it was uh, they took a screenshot of the NHL on NBC. Okay, it's a picture. <laughs> Of two of the greatest hockey players of all time. Of, of all time, okay. And it says, Goat Off, who you got? Okay. The two players who? are Wayne Gretzky okay. and Mario Lemieux. Okay. And they're trying to, they're putting their stats side by side. Clearly, points wise, you can't <laughs> <Yeah>. touch Gretzky. <laughs> Not even close. Not even close. Just close. to let you Gretzky know, the almost had three thousand. He almost had three thousand points. No one uh, else. Mario Lemieux wasn't 2, even at two thousand. Yeah, the only other player that got over two thousand, I think, is Yager, but he took seventy years to do it. And then on top of that, Gretzky had four championships, four Stanley Cups, four Stanley Cups. Yeah, yeah, in a it, row. Is this even up for comparison? Is this even up for discussion? I don't think uh, it is. No, 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 no. So, in my viewpoint. As far as the four major sports, football, baseball, basketball, and hockey, there's only one player that I think stands out in his sport more than anybody else, and that's Gretzky. A hundred percent. Like, in basketball, the the debate is a lot with Jordan, and and not everybody says Michael Jordan. Some people will say Kobe. Some people will say Magic, because it's not as clear-cut in hockey Gretzky had almost 3,000 points. He didn't play a very, very, very long time either. And he had all these points. He had multiple seasons with over 200 points in a season. In a season. Now, Lemieux is definitely one of the top, probably five greatest players of all time. The fact that he did all that he did plus battling cancer, I think it was cancer, uh, in the middle of his career, which definitely set him back, and then comes back and he's even better, all... Brilliant hockey player, but Gretzky's an easy win. So, I I definitely hear what you're saying, and 100% agree that it's Gretzky. But game-wise, Gretzky played 1,487 games. Okay. Lemieux played almost half of what Gretzky played at yeah, 915. That's, 
that is the amazing part. And if Lemieux was able to um, have a longer career, the numbers would definitely be, I'm imagining, a lot, a lot higher. But you can't really go by that. You you can only go by what 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 happened. What's crazy to me, Tom, is that I just did the the math. <clears throat> Lemieux averaged one point eight eight points a game. Okay. That's crazy, by the way. <laughs> is that not freaking ridiculous? Just, just he... to think almost two points every game. It's like every game. Imagine fantasy. If it was if we had these players for fantasy hockey. Oh, because we it. have we have great players today, but we don't have those dominant players. Like the older NHL was full of these dominant players. Gretzky probably had like two or three points a game too, I'm imagining. Oh, Gretzky would be a number one pick every year. 100 percent. Yeah. Gretzky's Nine average points. with his games played in point total points is one point nine two. So even better. So so there you go, right there, right there, still proves that Gretzky's the best player. Because yes, Lemieux played in far less, but he but Gretzky was averaging more points. <laughs> he was averaging more points. Almost two points a game as a career average. That's a career average, not a season average, a career average. And that is absolutely astounding. I mean when you when you think about it, if you if you find a player in the NHL who's like a, a 70 or 80 point scorer every year. Would you consider that one of the better players in the NHL? Like As of right, right now? now, yes, 100%. Absolutely, right? Like an 80 point season, whoa, that's top notch. We don't get 200. <laughs> 200 plus. I think there was one year where he had like 250. Yeah, I think you're and right. He, and in in that year he had 214 assists alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the thing that blows my mind for him is his amount of assists. He had nine, he had almost two thousand assists. Almost two, he had almost <laughs> he had almost more assists than than the top players had in points. He had more assists than Lemieux has points. Exactly, and that's why that's why I I just don't see any player, especially today with the level of play so evenly spread. I don't see. You know, a Crosby, even if Crosby averages 100 points a season, he still won't even get close. No. And 100 points a season is an amazing hockey player. That's how good Gretzky's numbers are. Well, so I, if you think about it, what? The season for the NHL is 82 games. Yeah. 100 points in an 82-game season, granted that's if you play all 82 games and you're yeah. healthy. That's astounding. Uh, that, yeah, but that's still... Only a, a a couple like it's one point something like one point one or two a a, a a game that's still not even close to what Lemieux and Gretzky did and that's averaging a hundred points a season. That's what you have to do to be those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think a, a a more fair matchup would have been Lemieux with like, like a Messier. Yeah, because they're both you, you they're can't both put up Lemieux next. Points. You, you can't put Lemieux next to Lex to Gretzky. You can't. No, you can't put anybody next to Gretzky. No, that's the thing. You can't. You just can't. You just can't. Now, Nikita Kucherov, if he plays the way he did last season for the rest of his career, we could talk about Kucherov like we're talking about like a Gretzky or more like a Lemieux or a Messi because he had like 140 points last year. That's top notch. But that he would have to do that for the rest of his career for wait, us to even wait, talk wait, about that. Wait, you're saying Kucherov had 140 points last he year? He had something like that. It was a lot. Oh, uh, my God. If that's If that's the case, that's ridiculous. Hold on, I'll I'll de- I'll definitely double check. He had, I'm sorry, he had 130. Oh come on, that's still year. ridiculous. Yeah, well that's what I'm saying. He played all 82 games, 41 goals, 87 is, assists. Is that the closest that anyone's come to 
in a while. Me- it's, I mean, a long time. Long, long I'd, time. I don't know. I'd have to do a lot more research on that. <clears throat> but um, but I, even with that said, right, mm-hmm. Kucherov's career right now is 447 games played and 462 points. So he's over one, one point a game, but not even close to the numbers that those two put up. That's just a comparison. Uh, so... Gretzky stands all, all alone. I mean, it would have been way better. You know, for a little more fun, it, it should have been Yager and Lemieux. Who are you picking between Yager and Lemieux? Because they were teammates. That would have been more fun. I would have picked Lemieux still. I, I would probably pick Lemieux, but I mean, Yager is, Yager is really good. <laughs> if you look at his numbers over his career, he played a long time. But you also got to remember, he also left the NHL for a few seasons. Mm-hmm. In, in his prime, I know, because he left the Rangers to do it. That pig. But anyway. <laughs> Tell me how you really feel, Tom. <laughs> I, love, I love Uncle Yager. He's great. Um, but we're going to take our last break. When we come back, we'll have our final thoughts and our wrap-up. So stay tuned. Welcome back, everybody, to our show and from our last break. So, Tom, what are your final thoughts on, about this episode? We, we covered a lot of stuff today. We did. We, we, we bounced around to a lot of different sports. Well, it was kind of a slow sports week, and this is the first time that we've had to deal with this. So I like the way that we chose to go about it by, you know, catching up on stories and finding some new stuff. You did a great job with your research and these stories, so kudos to you, sir. Thank you. Thank um, you. I, I guess the NFL is really scummy. That's my first final thought for today and forever, forever, because they're just really, really scummy. Um, Gretzky over anybody? I mean, fa- talking fantasy sports alone, because Dan and I play fantasy hockey every year, we would f- fight each other for for to to pick if we could pick Gretzky. Like we would actually get like bloody trying to get that number 1 pick so we could get Gretzky cuz that's how good he was. Um not even close. I love Lemieux but no. Uh and I guess yeah, one thing I want to mention because I, we're going to mention this a lot is I really hate money in sports. Mm-hmm. And you're gonna have to you're gonna have to get used to it, listeners, because every time I hear about you know stories about these greedy players who hold out because they're not making two extra million that they wanted or something like that, it really drives me crazy, because I'm watching sports to get away from my everyday life. Mm-hmm. I'm not watching it to catch up on drama or to see these egos. I want I want what a sport is entertainment right you know i i just want to sit down and be able to watch my my rangers play without uh, somebody holding out for a contract or my jets playing without somebody doing domestic abuse you know allegations and cheating and stuff like that and I don't still making all that money and still making all that cash you know and it drives me a little crazy at the same time i do understand it i understand why football players want all that money because their careers are short Running, especially running backs, as we covered at least one running back today, their careers last really 
no time at all. Mm-hmm. Like, we're talking about Adrian Peterson, who's like 33, and we're talking about him as if he was playing in the NFL 40 years ago. Steven Jackson's 36. Yeah, I mean, in in almost any other sport, he can still play. In the NFL, it's a joke. You can't. He's not playing. <laughs> he's not playing at all. He's getting drug tested. NFL. What are you, what are you doing? What, what are you, <laughs> Just like, what are you doing, guys? What, Come what on. is that? But anyway, that's my final thoughts. What do you got? Well, for me, first things first, Ezekiel Elliott, grow mm, up. I forgot about him. Yeah. Just grow up, bro. Just that's all I got. I mean, for me, I mean, that's really it. I mean, besides the fact that Gretzky, greatest of all time in yeah. any sport. Yeah. I'm not I, saying just a hockey player. He's the best. Yeah. He's the best athlete to come in our in our lifetime. I agree. I mean, the, the, even in baseball, there's no clear best player of all time. In, in in basketball, there's a huge debate of who the best player. In football, it's extremely difficult to make that assumption because there's so many positions. So, and also, the game just evolved over the years, too. Yeah, I mean, all these sports did. But still, th- there hasn't been one person that stood out like a Gretzky did. Uh, I mean, what's the... I, I'm, I'm really... I'm really sorry for not remembering the name right now, but the the quarterback from San Francisco who won like five championships. Oh, uh, oh, Joe Montana. Joe Montana. Yeah, why couldn't I remember his name for a second? You know, that's one that comes to mind. Not my mind because I'm just dumb. But uh, but even that, it's still not like Tom Brady is right there. So you have these two equals. No one stands out. If if Brady won 15 Super Bowls, that's like the equivalent. But he didn't, so. Yeah. So, so what before else, yeah. before we go, I wanted to just these stats on uh, Gretzky. Okay. Nineteen eighty one, two hundred twelve points. Okay. Nineteen eighty two, hundred ninety six points. Ooh, what happened? Bad year. Nineteen eighty three, two hundred five points. Okay. Nineteen eighty four, two hundred eight points. Whoa. Nineteen eighty five, two hundred and fifteen points. That okay. Tom, he's averaging two. He's averaging two hundred points a season. Do you see what those numbers that's that were four years, four se- four seasons of well, four five seasons around two hundred points. Yep. I mean, if you think about it, the best players in the NHL this this time might get 80, 90 points. You would have to play three or four seasons to get to these numbers, like in, more in, than that. In nineteen eighty one, he had ninety two goals. Yeah, that was that was uh, still the NHL record, and that that and, might be one that never and gets broken. the second record was set in 1985. He had assists. 163 assists. Yeah, that so is absolutely freaking stupid. I was definitely off of my numbers, but it's still, just incredible numbers. And, and the thing that again assists. blows my mind when Mr. Gretzky decided to go to the New York Rangers. Yeah. Right around the time Sign. when I mean, because what what where were where were you born, Tom? What year? Ninety one. So you were four years old. Sorry, yeah. five years old. Ninety six. Five, because he yeah, ninety six. Ninety seven points. Yeah, and that was the at third the end of last his year career. Ever, at the end of his well, career. Toward toward the end of his career. That I know. Blows my mind. He was three <laughs> if years somebody from gets retirement, he still puts up more points than people do today. He's so those numbers are so good that when you see ninety seven points, you're like, what happened? Like, why was there an off year at 97 points? You're like, wait, Gretzky didn't get 100 points? Wow, his career must be over. His last three seasons, he went 97, 90, 62. And that's, like, better than some people can ever think of doing in a season. 62 points would put him at, like, the number one position on the Rangers now. (laughs) 
The worst season he ever had <laughs> was so the good. last year before he went to the Rangers. He had 21 points in 18 games. <laughs> well, so technically speaking, numbers, uh, games, uh, points per game didn't suffer. That was no. still over a point a game. So technically lower than his average, but still really, really good. And that's just, but that's the thing too. It's like he went to different teams and still put up these numbers. He he got older and still put up these numbers. Were they as good as 200 points a season? No, but 97 uh, and an off year. And, and the Rangers got to the conference finals that year because of Gretzky. And by the way, uh, in 1983, when he had 205 points, yeah, he played 74 games. Oh, he didn't even play a full season? No. No, that's cute. That's cute. <laughs> is that not ridiculous? 200? You know what's really ridiculous is I can't even do this on fantasy uh, on uh, on NHL. No, nobody can. Like, you can I, make your guy ninety nine everything, and you yeah, won't and, get and these I points. still I still can't put two hundred points in a season. Like the most I've ever gotten is like one hundred and seventy. And when I looked up the numbers, I was like, oh, that's like, you know, Gretzky. That's like Gretzky's sixth worst season. <laughs> like, wait, <laughs> I thought it did well. I, it's just it's too the, the numbers are too good to have a debate. You can't really debate. You can say you know uh, was he the best goal scorer of all time? You can maybe have a de- uh, a, a debate with that because there's been really good goal scorers in in the NHL. Uh, but I mean it's pretty much a foregone conclusion that Gretzky is the guy. So a little disrespectful from NBC uh, on uh, on NBC Sports Network, Network of Sports thing. To think that's, uh, that's even a freaking contest. Yeah. It's not. To, no, they should have they should have done it a little bit differently because Gretzky's king. He's just going to be the king. Yeah. And he always will be. No one will ever t- take the throne from him. No, oh, never. Man. You know what I just thought about? What's that? How much I miss hockey. <laughs> <laughs> We're close, Tom. We're close. Oh, I want to get closer. I want to be <laughs> talking about it. <laughs> like, oh, we'll be talking about it soon. Oh, trust me. I I am ready to go. <laughs> I know you are because I think I'm, isn't training camp starting soon? Because uh, the season starts in September. Yeah, I guess probably well, this the, month as well. Yeah, it'll probably be this month because then preseason games start next month and then their yeah. season starts in October officially. Yeah. Yeah. So we're only two months away, Tom. Um, two months is so close. <laughs> it is, but I miss it a lot. And now that we're talking about Gretzky and all these guys, I really want it now. <laughs> You're like, damn, <laughs> damn it, Dan. Kako. Kako, Kako. <laughs> My boy. Keiko, 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 Kapo, Keiko. One thing before Keiko, we go. Kako, Keiko. How would you feel Keiko, if Gretzky decided to come back and be the head coach of the Rangers? Not good. He's a bad coach. Really? He's a, bad coach. He's a terrible coach. He went to Phoenix. He, he coached Phoenix. They were terrible. The, the, the problem it's, it's is Phoenix. <laughs> the problem is when you have a guy behind the bench who's considered the greatest of all time, there's so much pressure. Because if you're not, then something's wrong. And that's what happened in, 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 in the Coyotes. And he just proved that, like, he was a better hockey player than he was a coach. Like, there's guys who I think could be really good coaches. Mark Messier, I think, would be a really good coach because he's like a, a an on-the-ice leader kind of guy. That was his whole thing. He was the captain. That was his nickname. Uh, Messier would be a good coach. Uh, guys like that. But Gretzky, Gretzky can just look pretty because that's... 
you did your job. You, you're the best hockey player I, of all I time. I guess you I hear what you're saying. It was the equivalent of like Patrick Waugh being a coach for Colorado, and he's yeah, and he's just, throwing pucks at the ref after a bad which call. Which was so good. It was so good. <laughs> it was so, so great. It was so great. Patrick he, Waugh should definitely he, be a head coach. He, he's, <laughs> he's like banging the barrier glass between the benches, imagine being like, "I want to fight. I want to fight." Imagine Waugh you. and Tortorella. Oh, for the same, oh like, forget it. Like going at it. Like, oh my god. That oh, why would, why would win? Why was this? Why was a psychopath? Tortorella's a psychopath. Not not as much as Wa. <laughs> One of them would die. I think they'd fight or each other. Or, or they both would. <laughs> no, I think Tortorella probably get his ass kicked. Wa's scary. He's well, a scary guy. Wa is a. So back when I was growing up, there were three goalies that I said to myself, "These guys are awesome." This is why I like wanted to be a goalie when I was growing. All right, up. hold on. I'm gonna guess. Wa for sure. Wa was Dominic Hasek. Yep. Dominic Hasek and you got to know the Oz, third one. Osgood? No. no. Well, it'd be a it'd be a, it'd be a Bruin. No, probably. not a Bruin. Not a Bruin. Mike Richter. No. Oh, he could have won brownie points for me. Okay. Who Richter was, was actually one. He was definitely in my top five. Yeah, he's great. He was great for his time. Who's the third? Marty Brodeur. Okay, we got to end the podcast now because I have to reconsider my choices <laughs> as Tom. Co-host. I'm sorry. Nope, I got to reconsider. Yeah, what, what, what? You're going to give him credit for saving 15 shots a game? Great goalie. No, 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 no. (laughs) So I actually wanted to be more. My uh, username on AOL Instant Messenger was The Dominator because I was a humongous Hoshik fan. Hoshik was my number one. I know. That that one I knew from uh, college. Hoshik has been my number one my whole life. I only like Brodeur. Because he was, he complained so much when Sean Avery got under his skin so on more Sean times Avery than fan. one. Then be a Sean Avery fan, not a Marty, not a not a Marty Brodeur. I fan. only like Listen, Brodeur because I like just like watching the videos of him just like getting poked by Avery and then he's just flipping <laughs> they, out. Those those are amazing. But let me let me tell you something. The reason why, and this might be an unpopular opinion, and I don't care, listeners, fight me. The reason why Brodeur was so good, the reason why he got so many shutouts and so many wins, is because the good Devils defense. created the trap defense. Mm-hmm. That defense allowed 15 to 20 shots per game. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. That's max, too. Most goalies can stop 15 to 20 shots a game. If you can't, you're not in the NHL. No, the goalies nowadays, it's like 30, 35, 40 shots. Who was the goalie earlier in the—actually, uh, it was the game you and I went to in Boston against L.A. Oh, I the think, first one, yeah. I think quick— f- Faced near forty shots. Yeah. Well, that that's the thing I was when Ranger fans are pooping on Lundqvist because I poop on Lundqvist too, but for different reasons. But when people are pooping on Lundqvist, you gotta remember the Rangers defense has never been. I mean, at one point it was really, really top notch, but for the most part, it lets up thirty to thirty five shots a game. So mm-hmm. if he lets up three goals a game, he's still doing a really good job. Right. Brodeur really had a lot of help with defense. Oh, not God, saying yeah. he's not a great goalie. He was it, a great goalie. There was an intimidation factor because of one particular person on the Devils in his run, and that's Scott Stevens. I yes, would have was, not wanted to cross no, the blue line no, and see dirty. Scott Stevens on the other dirty, side. Dirty I would have stopped and turned the other yep. way. <laughs> I, I, I'm right with you. That's whole, that whole team, Danico, Niedermeyer, Niedermeyer yeah. they were vicious. They were scary humans. Very yes. scary. I would not want to mess with them. No. But anyway, we'll save the hockey talk for another time. We, we've talked about the. <laughs> Brodor. I can't believe he said Brodor. <laughs> no, but my top two are Hashik and Wah. Okay. All right. Redeemed. Redeemed. Hashik was a wild man. 
I know. He, uh, you loved him. I, I know you did. The, the thing I, for I, me I, that got I, I me was that he flailed all over the place, was always out of position, but made these ridiculous saves Okay, all I, the time. My, you want to hear my top three? Top three. Let's hear it. Okay. Number one, Henrik Lundqvist. He's my baby. I'm sorry. Love him to death. <laughs> Number two, um, Luongo because of his Twitter. And number three, Michelle Dion. Oh, oh, you didn't expect that one, did you? You didn't expect that one, no, did you? No, <laughs> I'm, I'm not surprised you picked Michelle. I love Michelle. He's got the mask, and he's the coolest person I've ever met. Love uh, him. Can, love I, you, Michelle. Uh, can, I, can we also talk real quick before we go sure. about his putter, his custom oh, putter? Oh, my God. This is amazing. So, background, I met Dan at a golf school. Hey, interesting. Yeah, they exist. Um <laughs> One day while in class, <laughs> a man, I think I was in your class. Yeah, I was definitely in your class yeah, it when was. this happened. Um, a man comes in and they, they introduce him as one of our new golf instructors. And it's this guy, uh, Canadian, obviously Canadian, Michelle Dion. And I remember you and I both looked at each other because we had known the name, but we didn't know where it was from. Find out that he was like the first Penguin goaltender to ever make it to the All-Star game. Uh, he's famous and for he was a number duck, one draft pick. Duck build mask. Yeah, yeah. Famous for his duckbill mask. So if, if you're a hockey fan, you might have seen pictures of a goalie sitting on a net with like a duckbill mask. That's That was our teacher. Uh, and we became very close friends. Myself more than I think you did. But yes, I, definitely. I, I had spaghetti at his house. <laughs> I, saw his, I saw his all-star jersey with Gretzky's signature on it. I hate you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Gretzky, Yager. Um, uh, not Yager. Not Yager. Gretzky. Uh, Paul Coffey. Paul Coffey. Paul Paul Coffey, I think Paul Coffey. Yeah, Paul Coffey. Hit the defender. Uh, a whole bunch. A whole bunch. Oh, One of the oars was on there. It was just so great. It was so great. Um, flexing. Sorry. Flexing on my celebrity friends. <laughs> the worst. <laughs> so that is going to do it for this episode of Ride the Pine. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Ride the Pine Pod. Also, make sure to check out Public. Get our brand new t-shirts well they're not brand new <laughs> they'll be brand new to you when you get them in when, the package when, exactly you know and i just posted not too long ago a picture of myself and my family wearing said t-shirts everyone in my on my immediate family has a t-shirt and tom's as of tomorrow i'll be ordering yours as well it'll Woo-hoo. be it'll be another family member getting another thank t-shirt you, thank, thank you my brother um but before we go I got I got a joke for you. Oh no. <laughs> Not you. Yes. Okay. okay. It, it's happening. That's... It's it's happening, Tom. Oh Jesus. I might cut this out. What go ahead. You are you, you are you are not gonna do any such thing, sir. <laughs> okay, go ahead, tell me. What was the worst part of going to dinner on the moon? Uh, it had great food, but no atmosphere. Damn it all to hell. <laughs> <laughs> You're trying to get a dad joke through to the king of dad jokes? Are I, you out of your freaking mind? <laughs> I, 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 I must be. I must be. Good try, sucker. I'm definitely leaving this one in. <laughs> <laughs> I know you are. <laughs> well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Tom, as always, is always a blast. Always fun. Of course. And we'll talk to you all next week. Have a good yep. one. See ya!